Blog Talk Radio. So it's uh, faith-based. It's so you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know, a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they were pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible is saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about well, totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Atheist Roundtable. Thank you so much for finding the Atheist Roundtable Facebook fan page and liking the Facebook fan page so that you can get extra super special content that I do as a pre-show. And I've also just figured out that I can simultaneously live stream this stuff on YouTube. So you can find the Atheist Roundtable YouTube channel till this show publishes only has one other video. It's the video that I, uh, it's the audio that I had with uh, the Gospel Billboard guy from like years ago. That's the only other video that I have. But I think I'm going to be able to start publishing these shows to Facebook and to YouTube, and then maybe sharing them. We'll see how this all works out. It's a great big experiment for me. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you so much for being one of the people that that enjoys this show. I really do appreciate every one of you. Thank you for even putting up with last week's blog talk radio nonsense that didn't publish the doggone show, okay? I don't know. Maybe it was probably my fault. It was probably me, but I... There was no show last week, all right? There is a show, and you can find that show if you go to Facebook and you go to the video. You will find that video. You can be a part of that thing. Um, I can't redo it because this entire show is always non-scripted and just kind of a stream of consciousness show. You know that, and that's the way I like to do it. So that's the way you must like it because you keep coming back, and thank you so much for doing so. It truly makes me happy. When you give me your oh-so-coveted five-star reviews on iTunes, that always makes me very – I used to be really happy when I was a believer, right? I used to be super happy when I was a believer. Back when I was a believer, my beliefs gave me a lot of happiness, or at least so I thought, right? That's what you'll hear when you talk to believers. What you'll hear when you talk to believers is that their beliefs give them lots and lots of happiness, that they're a better person if they try to emulate the character of Jesus Christ, that these are the things that make them good people, these are the things that make them happy people. And why? Why would we ever want to take the things that make them happy, that make them good, why would an atheist want to take those things away from them? I don't ever ever want to take something that makes you feel good away from you. But I also want to talk about maybe some of the harm that comes from the things that may do this all the time when we talk about things like alcohol, heroin, right, and opioids, right? We have a great big conversation nationwide right now about opioids and opium and uh, 
painkillers and dependencies and so forth. And it's a good conversation. It's a conversation that I think we totally need to be happening. It's taken far too long to start happening. But these are things that make people feel good and maybe form a dependent. And sometimes maybe your theology, your religious beliefs, can be like that, right? That they can make you happy and also cause you harm at the same time. Sometimes things can make you be a better person, but maybe also be doing you harm as well. Be away, that, that would make me a bad person. That would make me a really bad person. But I want to talk about what it is that, uh, that makes people happy when they are believers. It's community, right? It's that feeling of belongingness. It's that feeling that you are a part of something, a part of a community, an important part of that community, right? When you're a part of, when you're a, part of a religious community, that is a huge, huge thing. That is something that makes that we're human, right? We're we are social creatures, and to have that kind of uh, that that kind of social reinforcement together, that's really really powerful. Religion would have you think that they own that, right? Religion would have you think you've heard of communities of atheists who gather together and do things like. Things or listen to lectures, things that sound an awful like atheist church, right? You heard that? That atheists will go to atheist church. Well, it's not atheist church. It's just a gathering of like-minded people who want to celebrate the things that they have in common. Song, right? Those are the things that we enjoy doing. Those are the things that we love about being in church, right? I, when I was a believer, I was a part of the choir, right? I loved being part of the choir. Of course I did. It's a super special part of that super special community, right? It's, it's not just the congregation of people at the church. You are a super special part uh, that, that helps this celebration, this weekly gathering, be all of that more fun, right? That was so cool. And to think that atheists gather together and enjoy similar music, that's, that's crazy talk. Right? That's why we enjoy the music of secular bands, right, like Shelly Siegel and Monster on Sunday. That's why we enjoy that music, because it talks to us, speaks to us. We want to hear that. We want to hear it in a group of people who are also enjoying that music. That's not the property of religion. That's not something that only religious people get to do in a religious setting. That certainly is not. That is the kind of thing that you get to do as a group of people who just want to have fun together. When I was a believer, we would, I would always tell you, being more like Jesus is going to make me a better person. 
that the reason that I'm a good person, that the reason that I am trying to become better, right, is because I want to be more like Jesus. And listen, I think role models are important. We should all have role models, but I think we should choose our role models carefully, right? If you're an atheist, and you probably are, if you're an atheist <laughs> and you have had role models in the atheist community, you know what it's like to have your role models be uh, suddenly not worthy of your adoration, okay? You know what it's like when someone who you admire, who you look up to, who you thought you wanted to emulate, you know what it's like when that person becomes the center of a scandal, when that person turns out to be a horrible, terrible person. You know what it's like because it just happened again. I, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to go into all the scandals. I'm not going to go into all the details. All right. Um, I will just say that I am extraordinarily disappointed uh, in the recent developments in uh, concerning uh, David Silverman uh, and Lawrence Krauss. I am super disappointed. Uh, these are people that I used to uh, admire, and I cannot admire any longer. Uh, they no longer can be people that I look up to because they act like horrible people. When you act like a horrible person, you are a horrible person. And um, I think that it's important for, uh, I think it's important for those of us who used to admire these people to remember that there are, there is no shortage of good people in the atheist movement. There's no shortage of those people. None. We have so many that it's impossible to count and list them all. Yes, we have some we have some bad eggs. We have some rotten apples. We do. All right. And um, I think that we are doing better. Not doing great. I think we're doing better at uh, finding them and uh, exposing them for the horrible people that they are. When I was a believer, I always looked up to Jesus. I wanted to be more like Jesus. I don't know if, uh, if, if believing in G that Jesus was going to make me a better person actually made me a better person, but it sure made me feel like I was becoming a better person, right? It sure made me feel that way. I know that when uh, those verses in the Bible that talk about Jesus bringing a sword, right, that talk about how Jesus expects uh, uh, families to be split apart and be, to be broken up, Jesus, I remember when I read those that it sounded an awful lot, not exactly the same, of course, but it sounded an awful lot like Jesus was saying bad things. He was encouraging bad behavior. I didn't want to follow a role model that encouraged that kind of bad behavior, just like I don't want to follow a role model that, that 
participates in horrific behavior today, okay? So when that seemed to be exposed, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of options left except change role models, right? Again, even when I was a believer, there were plenty of good religious people, good religious people that I could try to emulate. Plenty. No shortage of them. But were they good because of their religion? Right? Were they good because they were trying to emulate Jesus, or were they doing it for better reasons? Think that we can find better ways to prove ourselves than to just constantly look for a better role model. I think that we can probably find a way to do better than that. Look, I don't want to take away people's happiness. I don't want to take away people's role models. But I do think that there is some real danger in religion. I think alcohol or heroin, there's a trade-off to these good things. There's a trade-off to these good feelings. When your religion comes with some toxic information about the LGBT community, for example, or if your religion comes with some toxic information like mine used to, which comes with toxic information about contraception or the, the right that a woman should be able to exert over her own existence, right? When it comes with these kinds of toxic beliefs, kinds of harm that those beliefs have outweigh the good things that religion has, especially when you can find outside of religion. And I know that community is hard to build uh, in the atheist arena. I understand that it's hard to build a good uh, atheist community. I've been trying for a long time. I think we've got a good one going. I'd like it to be bigger. I'd like us to do more things than to get together once a month for dinner and games. We could do more activism, but but focusing on community is not a horrible thing. Focusing on just getting get, getting together and being friends with one another is not bad thing. We can all do that and uh, call that a success. Call that an amazing success. I... <coughs> it's been dry today. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. It's hard to build atheist communities, but we build communities all the time. We have lots of other communities already built for us in different areas outside of religion. What my 13-year-old son has recently discovered is that he can use sports just as well as people use religion to make his inroads into groups, right? He need only be a fan of Team X or express his disdain for Team Y, right? And he will be able to make inroads with people just as effectively, perhaps more effectively, 
than if he were to tell people that he's a Baptist or a Lutheran or a Jew. We do it with sports. Now, I don't dig sports. Sports are not my thing. But I do enjoy other activities, and those things help me make inroads with people too. Those things allow me to, make, to find communities and where we can play board games together and just have fun playing board games. And the only thing that we need to know about one another is the fact that we enjoy playing a good board game and having fun. That's all we need to know. And the only thing that Corbin's friends need to know about him is that he enjoys watching a, a sporting event and he enjoys the plays and the, and the, the players and they're doing their thing. I have no idea what in the world these people do. Not sports fan comes to me. He tries to talk to me about these things. I've got no idea what in the world that kid's talking about. I'm just like, I don't know. Okay, that sounds great. Oh, I want to pass. But we don't need to have religion in order to make those communities. And we certainly don't need need religion in order to help us find role models. We can all find decent role models. Uh, and we can all ditch those role models as soon as they start acting like fools. I don't know why I've got to drink so much water. I almost never have to do that. It's distracting me, too. I want you to know if you're watching this, you're like, man, this guy drinks more water than Trump at a debate. I know, okay? I'm distracted, too. I've done lost my train of thought, and it's all because... I've got a dry throat all of a sudden, and it makes me mad. All right? I get it. Fine. That's just the way this kind of rolls sometimes. That's just the way the things happen when you do a live show, you know, and you're doing two live streams at a time. You don't even know if one's working. Eh, looks like it's working. How would I know? It's not like there's a button here that says, uh, hey, this isn't working. Click here to fix it. That's that didn't happen. All right. Where am I at here? How are we doing on time? Ooh, I got 10 minutes. All right. Uh, huh. Nope. Nope. I'm done distracting myself. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, Frank commented that uh, Grandma and Fido are waiting for you in the afterlife. You know, I, I heard that so often when I was growing up. Um, I distinctly remember one time we were driving past the cemetery, right? And I was in the car with my grandma and my aunt, and I don't, I don't remember where we were going. We were just driving by. We were driving by a cemetery, and um, my aunt pointed to the cemetery and said, that's where your great-grandma and grandpa are. Now, what happened at the time that she pointed at the cemetery that there were a couple of people there visiting the cemetery, as you do, right? They were just there minding their own business. But I thought that my aunt was talking about those people, and I didn't make the connection in my brain. It did, right? I didn't make the connection in my brain that what my, my aunt was trying to express is that that is where my great-grandparents are buried. They're dead, and they're buried. The way she, she used these present 
tense verbs, right? That is where they are, right? It sound it sounded like that they're still around, right? That what great grandparents do on a sunny Saturday afternoon or whatever is they go and they visit graveyards for whatever reason. At least that's what came into my brain. It wasn't until later that um, that, that that I realized that they aren't there. They are buried there, right? That they're, I will not be able to see these people because they passed away long before I was born, right? And I kind of felt, um, I kind of felt cheated about that, right? And it, I, I, there was a time when I was really looking forward to heaven so that I could finally meet the people that I've heard all these stories about, right? I could finally meet the people that, uh, that my grandma and my aunt and my mom would tell me about when they would talk about their younger days, right? They would say stories, and I would be able to meet those characters finally. Um, I remember when my son's great-grandparents died. Uh, my wife's grandmother passed away rather suddenly. She was run over by a semi-truck uh, and passed away. Uh, we went to her funeral, and uh, my son was very young at the time. Someone told my son that his great-grandma was in a better place and looking down on him from heaven. And later that night, he came to me and he said, so, Grandma is, is in heaven now? And I, I had to explain to him that, uh, that I didn't believe that Grandma was in heaven. I didn't think that heaven was a thing. I think that when you die, that's it. That's all there is. This is the life that's worth living. And it, he, he took it hard, right? It was like I killed Grandma all over again. What I told him was that it's okay be sad at a funeral. It's okay to be sad when someone dies. When someone dies, that is a sad day. And it's okay know that uh, I don't I don't know how it's possible for people to truly mourn uh, when they think that uh, when they think that, uh, that their loved one is waiting for them in some far-off uh, afterlife, some never-never land that's just beyond the horizon. I don't, I, don't know how you, I don't know how you can ever really let people go, right? I, I, don't, I, I don't know how that works. When my grandma died, um, my grandma was my babysitter when I was a kid, right? Both of my parents worked. My grandma had retired, right? And so um, during the day, my grandma would watch it. And then uh, I turn into an adult, and she goes and passes away, right? That, this is the person that I spent uh, my very young years watching Sesame Street with. Those were the best times, and I loved those times. 
uh, person is no longer around and I'll never see them again, that's, that's sad. It's not sad today because I've been able to mourn. You, you know what I mean? It's, I'm much less sad today because when it happened, I was really sad and I got to sort my feelings out. I got to put them in their place, deal with them, and move on. I don't know how i do that if I could die at any minute and the next thing I know, I could be hanging out with Grandma again, right? I don't know how that works. It could be just me. It could just be me. But I have no idea how you really let someone go if you think that when you die, your reward is seeing them again. I, I, I don't it, – it's that one. Um, um, uh, when people die in our lives today, children that I have, when we have to go to some, uh, to some funeral, I, real, uh, I am always uh, on guard. I don't think that I should have to, but I'm always on guard with someone trying to say this better place, God needed another angel kind of nonsense. Because after that, after the incident with uh, with, my, with Grandma and and my son, um, that's not happening again. That's not going to happen. So if somebody comes up to my son again, he'll probably tell them that they're full of crud now. But uh, um, but if someone comes up to my daughter now and says that um, grandma or grandpa or whoever is in a better place or God needs another angel, uh, that kind of thing will not tolerate. Uh, we'll have to put a stop to that swiftly, hopefully politely. Okay, I'm working on this politeness thing. Okay, it's a thing that I'm trying to work on, all right? Uh, so if I'm not polite to you sometimes, well, we're friends. And uh, I don't feel like I have to be polite to you sometimes. So there we go. <laughs> okay, so I think I have done filled this time well, all right? Now, again, tonight was the first time that I'm trying to simul broad a streamcast out onto the YouTube. So find the YouTube channel for the Atheist Roundtable. I'll see if I can't post links on the Atheist Roundtable fan page where you're watching this video, right? Go and find the Atheist Roundtable Facebook page because I think that what I'm going to eventually, what I want to do eventually is drop blog talk radio, Okay. What I want to do is eventually do that, but I have to figure out exactly how to do that, okay? because I am an idiot, and I need to figure that out. All right, so, but, oh, I said that out loud on Blog Talk Radio. Ooh, Blog Talk Radio, don't listen to that part. Like anybody, like anybody at Blog Talk Radio. That's not, that's not going to happen. All right, so I'm going to end the show now. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are freaking awesome. Take care of yourselves. God isn't here. 
Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of Atheists, Humanists, and Agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God isn't here. We are. Take care of yourselves. I have lied this entire time. No, I didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe I did lie. I don't even know. I thought that the other video that I had on the round table page was. I might have. Oh, oh, I gotta, I gotta end this. Episode.